Hey folks, this is the Flip Chronicles with yours truly, Rex Navarrete. I hope everyone is doing great out there. This is a crazy week all over the world. I hope you guys are wearing your masks and uh, you're keeping distance and you're taking care of one another because this is a nasty thing. It's it's going to stick with us uh, probably as long as a Honda Civic uh, has life. So yeah, prepare for the worst. Uh, again, this is the Flip Chronicles Uh it's a crazy week here in the States, but a lot of uh, inspiration going on. We just finished uh, the uh, Democratic National Convention. Very inspirational. Uh, I hope we go in this direction. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I am an independent, but uh, you know what? Uh, I, I, do like, uh, I do like this combo uh, and uh, probably all the other possibilities of them appointing really progressive folks in office. Um, so fingers crossed and we... Uh, come together as a nation and make sure that everyone gets a fair vote. You know what I mean? So please stop locking up all those uh, mailboxes. And uh, we we need to keep this democracy protected at all costs. Um, so, you know what? Uh, uh, this is a, a fun, um, fun episode, guys. Uh, like I said, uh, I'm going to be bringing on some uh, notable folks and some folks uh, you should be uh, you should you should have on your radar. Um, today's guest is an amazing uh, DJ, uh, on-air DJ, radio personality out of San Francisco, uh, the Bay Area. Uh, she's been a mainstay uh, on uh, several uh, radio stations uh, over the years uh, as far as uh, Sacramento and also Hawaii for a while. So we're going to talk about that. So um, she's a Daily City, uh, California girl. Uh, Daily City, if you guys don't know, is is uh, pretty much the epicenter of the Filipino community in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, up in Northern California. And I grew up in a town just right next to Daly City called South San Francisco, a little community called Westboro. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking story. We're going to be bringing up uh, what it was like to be two Filipino kids growing up in the 80s and maybe late 70s. But Daly City was the place to be. That's where everything was. Uh, you know, you pretty much spent all, all your afternoons at the unofficial Philippine consulate that was Saramonte Mall. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so, and uh, the cool thing about this uh, talk with uh, uh, with Fresca, Fresca, uh, she is going to turn the tables on me and also uh, interview me. So um, that's the deal. Me, uh, I'm new to podcasting. I'm new at interviewing. So, you know, we're going to have fun. And uh, you're going to get to know uh, more about me as well. But uh, we're going to go into her story, which is really inspirational and very positive uh, for all the young Filipina uh, Americans uh, who want to get into the broadcast industry. Fresca is an amazing inspiration. And um, you know what? She's she's uh, uh, <laughs> she's going to tell her story as well as mine. 
Um, but this is going to be fun. Um, it's going to run a little long, uh, but you know what? This is the format podcasts that can run forever, but uh, I'm going to keep this uh, a little longer than the last one. And we uh, will have a little bit of a commercial break in the middle. Um, again, speaking of that commercial, uh, this podcast is uh, uh, also funded in part by a grant from the folks over at InstaRem. And they are a money remittance company that offers us really great exchange rate and zero fees. If you want to send money to loved ones over in the Philippines, they are the ones to go with. And uh, I have a full description of Instagram uh, and their link in my podcast description. Make sure you click that so you can uh, take uh, advantage of the 15 bucks uh, towards your first transfer. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pass it on to you. But um, you doing that supports this podcast. Um, so, uh, again, uh, welcome to uh, this episode of the Flip Chronicles. I want to uh, uh, put make a big shout out to my buddy, Jay Ortega, whose music you enjoyed right at the beginning of the podcast. And I will be showcasing a lot of original Filipino music from the Philippines, if I can, uh, like... Uh, um, and this is the platform to do it because you know what, um, when I was, uh, doing up over the Philippines, I got to meet some of the best musicians, uh, the coolest bands ever. So Jay Ortega, uh, was kind enough to donate, uh, his latest track, um, it's called Akin and you can find it on Spotify. So go find Jay Ortega on Spotify, uh, and also on Apple music. But uh, yeah, it, this is an amazing, amazing song. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, go ahead and support the uh, you know Filipino rockers. Uh, this guy is a soul man. Um, just amazing soul music in Manila, right? But uh, in any case, enjoy this episode. Myself talking with the really cool DJ Fresca. Hey, this is Rex Navarrete. Again, uh, like I said, I'm going to be speaking with someone really special from the San Francisco Bay Area, a uh, local girl, so local, we are probably neighbors. Uh, she just lived like a few <laughs> few streets over. Me and, me and Westboro, South San Francisco, her, like a daily city, right? Am I right, kind of? Yeah, city? yeah, for sure. Yep. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen, this is, this, this is Fresca. <laughs> Hi. And everyone knows that you've been uh, uh, a mainstay in in the Bay in Bay Area radio. So you know you're in our ears, basically. Thanks. Every Thanks. every like afternoon on uh, KOIT. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's a station all of us grew up with. I know. <laughs> and it's I, like, know. I, used, I used to like clean the house with my mom listening to it, and now like I'm I'm on it, and you're and on I, it. And are yeah, you still I, cleaning when you're on? I, no, you're not. No, you're, yeah, I clean when I'm listening to it when I'm not working, listening to the, my coworkers cleaning the house with my kids now. <laughs> so it's like, oh my god, three generations. That's awesome. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, I, when did when did you start working with with Coit? Oh, uh, I, I want to say that was twenty. Well, I think it's been four years now. Okay. It's been four years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and that's been that's been cool. You you play. Uh, I mean, you have you you play. Uh, if, if you could tell the folks uh, what kind of format of music you play. Sure. It's a, it's an AC station. So basically, um, it is adult contemporary, and we play some our, – our slogan is today's hits and yesterday's favorites at work. So we can play something from, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then we can play something from Taylor Swift and Bruno Mars and – um, Sam Smith and stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's nice, but it's definitely the hits for sure. I know. No, you know what? Um, uh, 
I, I live here in Portland now. So yeah. uh, my wife and I, we are actually from Westboro. We're two Westboro kids, exact same age. We graduated the same year in high school, went to the same high school. And oh, you did? Yeah, it's a long story. She tells it better. It's more, it's, it's more her story <laughs> to tell, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the Cliff Notes version. But, yeah. you know, I was like, hey, hey, babe, you got to listen to Fresca. She's uh, on Coit. She's like totally blown away. I'm, I'm listening to internet radio, and I've got Coit as favorited on my tune-in tune in app. And so it's like, you know, we're going through her favorite songs. Like, oh, yeah, this is, a, <laughs> this is the jam. It's like, oh, my God, wait a bit. Why? This day, why? This is a San Francisco station. What's going on? Like Aww. exactly. This is this is it. It's like we live in Portland, but we're listening to the tunes we grew up with in the Bay Area, and it's on Coit. Yeah. So and yeah, and that's bringing you home a little bit. I know, you know? and that's Fresca. She's from the neighborhood. <laughs> Philipp- she's a Filipina American DJ, right? Yep, yep. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh my God! So, so how is Daily City doing? How is it? You know what? We're going through a heat wave right now, so it was like you know. I mean, I don't know how to act when it gets to like seventy-two degrees, and it's hot for us when it gets into like the <laughs> lower set, like mid seventies. Filipinos in Daily City have no powers <laughs> yeah. when it comes to where's where's this hotness coming from? We don't yep. know what to do. Yes, because it's always cold. What is the weather like though in Portland? Uh, right now, it? it's it's hot too. It's like ninety three degrees today. Oh, shucks, so man. yeah, it's we're getting there. we're getting a heat wave as well. I was like over the weekend, we were like a hundred and two. Oh my god, it was so hot. Oh man. yeah, we did too. It was it was not Daily City. We I think we were maybe in the nineties, but I mean for the day, for Daily City that's crazy. Right, but just, right. A lot of the bay was like tw- triple digits and stuff. Yeah, too. but you're lucky. Uh, I mean, yeah, Pac- is Pacifica hot right now. You know, when when it gets hot in Pacifica. <laughs> We're screwed. Yeah, I know. You got I nowhere know, that's to go. <laughs> that's the gauge. <laughs> you got to go hang out at the at the ice rink at Fashion Island or something. Oh, Fashion uh, Island! You said Fashion Island. It's closed, right? Is it still there? I haven't lived in the bay in a while. But Fashion yeah. Island is gone. Oh God! <laughs> Fashion that's Island tragic. is gone. Okay, there's a there's probably a hella long line at Mitchell's Ice Cream in, in, in the yes. city. Yes, right? definitely. And there's still, you can still get ICs from the 7-Eleven across the street from South City. Hell yeah. Oh, I remember, I <laughs> well, growing up in Westboro, I remember when that that uh, that 7-Eleven right near us on, I think it's oh, on, on Callen, Callen and Westboro Boulevard. Westboro. Yeah. yeah, when it was just a dirt patch. And oh, that's, wow. that's where I would go dirt biking with my buddies, you know, and our BMXs. Oh, I, I remember. Yeah, the back, you, people used to, we actually did, four, we actually went four by fouring back there one time. Dang, you had a budget. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, no, we were in a friend's rent-a-car. Oh. We were in a friend's rent-a-car, and I don't know if he had insurance on his rental. Really? Oh, yeah. Man, well, we had, uh, we had makeshift <laughs> do-it-yourself uh, go-karts. That we would oh, just, uh, you know, just put fun. lawnmower wheels and just uh, have fun uh, there. Where that, <laughs> where that Seven Eleven and uh, now that that the old Goldilocks used to be, and yeah. Lucky's, yeah, yes, so that, yes. that was it. That was that was our hangout, you know, Westboro. <laughs> Yeah, it's cha- you didn't well, have it's to walk all the way. Changed. Yeah, you they didn't have, have a- to walk all the way to the to the Seven Eleven over at King and Callen. So I was <laughs> that was your yeah. territory. I, I felt yeah, like a, well. I felt like a like an intruder over there. <laughs> an intruder. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but it, I mean, Daily City. So you've been you've been living there. Uh, pretty much all, all your life, is that right? Yeah, yeah, almost all my life. I mean, I was working, working and living in. Well, obviously, I was living there uh, in Hawaii for three years, what? and then I was 
doing mornings in in uh, Sacramento for a little for a little bit too. So then I was trying to get an agent because I wanted to uh, do stunt work when right. I was in between radio jobs. So I was like, you know, acting as it was always a big part of what I wanted to do. Um, that did not materialize. I ended up instead um, turning that into become a mom. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, man. So, but I would say for the most part, yeah, Daily City's just been has been my home. It's it's a been a solid place for a lot of Filipino families. Yeah, you? yeah, for sure. Like, it was the place sure. to go to. You know, you've you've kind of made it when you have a house in Daily City. You know, <laughs> you know right shoulder to shoulder yeah. along Gellert Boulevard. Those houses will <laughs> never fall down, right? Because I know, you're literally, right up against your next door neighbor. Yeah. That's true. That's uh, very true. <laughs> because I we're mean, in earthquake country, so that was the best way to like build houses. There was just houses. an earthquake today. Really? There was just an earthquake today. Yeah, but not here. It was actually in San Jose, but that's not very Dang, far. I, so. Yeah, well, it's still along the Loma Prieta, right? Look at you with your history. Hell yeah, I was girl. I was there in '89. I was. I was there, man. I was. I was. <laughs> those were like lint tectonic plates, man. It was. You know yeah, what I'm for sure. <laughs> but man. Yeah, I, I was there in '89 for the big one in October of '89. You know, I was working. I was working at our, our family uh, restaurant in, in in San Francisco. Wait, what? Like, where is that? Hold on. What restaurant is this? Well, it was um. My mom, my mom is the entrepreneur. If you've ever met her, she, uh, we sold our Filipino uh, grocery store in Alameda, and uh, and then we bought an existing gourmet burger joint on Columbus Avenue in San Francisco. It was all it was called What's Your Beef, right on Columbus. <sighs> yeah, so we took over that spot, and it was just me and my mom running the shop, pretty much. You know, like I'd, I'd go in after my classes at SF State and and help her out take close up the place but yeah i remember that day when the earthquake hit and the whole city shut down and, yeah and you know how like like there was no electricity and and um yeah no one could operate i mean you had people who are literally just like starving um so we were the only place that actually was open during the actual wow blackout for like a week because the neighbors upstairs um uh, their dad was in the film industry, tech. He, yeah. He, he ran those gigantic electric generators for movie companies. Wow. You know, for motion pictures. So he just parked his diesel generator right out front, patched the whole building in, and we were up and running and serving burgers to, like, PG&E workers and everybody who was, like, totally, you know, caught up with the whole earthquake. But, yeah. That, wow. That's, that's our earthquake story. Dang, but that's, I'm so glad you shared that because I've known you for so long, but I, I know you for obviously your comedy because you've made us laugh for years, but I, I, this is the first time I've actually really been a, being able to speak with you and talk to you about just as a person, yeah. you know? Yeah, Which before I comedy. Really love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, before comedy. Yeah. Before comedy. So, were, were, were your parents supportive? Because my parents were not supportive of the radio career. Yeah, at all. they were like, "You're not doing any music." I, I know. Yeah, we come from a time where, yeah, you try to even get into anything creative, artistic, performing yeah. arts. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, that's uh, we. That was a rough time, you know. So we're basically pioneers, you know. A lot. There was there was a handful of, of Filipino American artists pe being creative, like how you and I did it. You know, really, we're, we took some really big chances back in the day. You know, and no one yeah. else was doing it. I I don't remember anyone, <laughs> any other Filipinos in, in radio in San Francisco until you hit the scene. You know, 
Wow, so, thanks. Yeah. Well, no, there was rosary. There was rosary as, uh, on Cameo. Okay. There was rosary. Okay. But I think there was just like us. I want to say it was, I don't know, like maybe it was just me and her and she came before me. But But in the comedy scene, you were the one that I remember as being the very first Filipino comedian yeah. that really, really put us on the map. And we it was like, oh, my God, he knows everything that we, you know, like that, that we go through. Yeah. And people still talk about the um, the Packers. Joke. <laughs> SBC Packers the, worldwide. Yes. <laughs> that, I mean, that that goes down in history, dude. I'm actually going to I'm going to actually uh, create a, a real company called SBC Packers Worldwide and I will get my <laughs> I will get my sweet revenge. I will. <laughs> I, I will the have best. the best commercials ever. I will have the best commercials. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. So good because I mean, like I said, people still talk about it to this day. My my boyfriend's brother was talking about you this weekend and I didn't even tell him that you and I were going to talk. Uh-huh. And Surprise. he was like, "Oh my god, I love him. He's so funny." I remember he and he's talking, he was like SBC Packers. I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> and he's not even Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, people like it's it's when I perform it, it is it sounds it could be the filthiest joke you could ever hear, but on <laughs> but on paper as a script, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's so true, right? It's just That's how so true. it's how it's 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 both how you deliver it and how it is mm-hmm. received. That makes so, that makes it work. So yeah. So so the times when. When you have, I mean, you're you're a human being, and there are things that happen in your life that are, you know, unforeseen and could be very, you know, tragic or or, or difficult emotionally. And you have a show, yeah. So how do you deal with that kind of thing? Lots of drugs, lots and lots of alcohol. <laughs> really? <or laughs> I'm just no? kidding. No. Oh, like, no, oh my just, god. <laughs> just a little bit of drugs and a little bit of alcohol. Just a little, not a lot. That's too far. Okay, that's good that's, to know. That's too far, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's damage control. No, just kidding. No, it's no. You know what? You just, especially in comedy, um, that is just what drives you to do comedy. That it's that that seriousness uh, mm. of life. That's why you must do stand up. You you get called to do stand up. You know, mm-hmm. it's it is a calling. And um, but not for everybody. There's some horrible stand-ups out there. Don't get me wrong. Just like, why are you doing this? But yes, you know. But <laughs> there are people who are actually wow, wow. You answered the call. Thank you. And you're you're putting the world in perspective for us in a way that we don't know how. And, mm-hmm. and that's our job as good comics, good comic writers, as satirists, as humorists. We have to put the world in perspective. Um, so. So when you when you are you know writing and creating before you actually uh, perform that joke on stage, do you practice it on you know do you try to you practice and tell the jokes to your wife or your family first and kind of see if is there somebody that is like a measuring stick before um, you would actually try it? I would test it on animals first, and, uh, <laughs> you know, because they can't talk, they can't, they, yeah, can't, yeah. they, they just love just, everything. They just look at you and <laughs> and just wonder when you're going to give them a snack. <laughs> I don't know, you know. I, I was never one of those comics where, hey, I'm gonna practice on somebody. Mm. Nah, because they they can tell that you're practicing now that they know what you do for a living. Oh, you're Got oh it. you're working out your set. So mm. I, you know, for me, um, I, I like to have jokes just come out conversationally, and and you don't know where it's those jokes that you didn't even write. They just happen. That's yeah. that's how I 
that's how I write. Um, mm. and, um, and, and plus I got my own set of writers in my head, you know, like a, uh, <laughs> a team of writers who, who give me the yes or no, you know? So I, I just kind of like, a uh, open mic it in my own head. And, uh, you, you just kind of, nice. you just kind of know, uh, what's going to work and, and also know your audience too. You have mm-hmm. to know your audience. Otherwise, you know, the two will never met. It's never a good connection. If, if I'm, if I'm performing all Filipino stuff for a crowd that is just, uh, has no, uh, Filipinos, has no, <laughs> no, has no anchor point to like, what are you talking right. about? So that, but then again, you know, times are changing. Times are changing. The world is uh, getting a lot more diverse. So yeah, everyone knows a Filipino, right? I think so. <laughs> My daughter actually, uh, like, I, I'm not sure if you um, you remember when we had seen you in San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, you last. brought but your that, daughter to a, yes. her first comedy show ever, right? Yes, and you know it was so important. And I don't know if I told you this, but her boyfriend broke up with her that that night. Oh no, you didn't tell before, me that before the show, and she came to your show. Her eyes were still very. Um, yeah. I mean, she had. She oh, was. She, she was crying on the way, oh. and you made her laugh. But you made her laugh, and it was her first comedy show ever. Wow. wow. So you know. So thank you for uplifting her in a way that I, even as her mother, couldn't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And and you and you gave her some some of that um sunshine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so thank you for that. Oh no, you totally welcome. I mean, that's again, we're we're that's why we're called. Right. We don't know how we're going to affect the world around us and the people around us and especially fans and folks who are not familiar with stand up at all. And you never know. You know, it's a mixed bag who comes into the show. I don't know how your day has been, but hopefully if it was a bad one, I hope you forget about it for a couple hours. You know, right. Just for a couple hours. And then maybe I might give you a little more perspective or whatever you're going through today. I mean, that's the job of every good performer good comic especially especially comics because you know we're, we're talking about the world and what's going on with us and maybe my story is pretty much your story so wow, yeah it's you, an experience you, yeah that's that's uh i hope she i hope she's doing better i hope she's doing oh a lot yeah better. good oh yeah yeah she's doing much better but it was you know the timing of it we was just like okay well we're gonna go see rex and stuff and she was like I, I i don't know i've never been to a comedy show and stuff and then it was just like <laughs> oh she's laughing this is great <laughs> Oh my God, that's uh, yeah. That's it. That's good. You know, I've I've, I've had I've had uh, families come to my to my shows together as a whole family, and then they'd want to hang out afterwards and meet me afterwards, and then tell me that yeah, um, the last show they came as a family, they had their grandma or their mother with them who no longer is with them. But right. um, it's like, yeah, the the one of the greatest experiences was coming to your show with our mom. So we're. You know, we just Aww. wanted to tell you what you meant to our family and, and, and seeing our mom laugh her ass off. So, <laughs> you know, that's a, yeah, that's like, a good like, feeling. You know, those stories are like, wow, like, you know, that's that's part of the calling, I guess, you know. But, hey, I, I don't know anything. At this point, I don't know what else to do uh, other other than going back to modeling. But, you know, no. Nice. Thanks. No, yes. just kidding. Uh- the husky, the husky, uh, husky wear for JC Penny. Yes, yes. <laughs> the husky page. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> oh, great! With Filipino guys with the thick calves, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sir, I I always thought they were nice. So, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the calves are good. The calves. I don't know. It's it's those, those rice planting legs. You know? <laughs> yep, that's true. That's so funny. <laughs> Filipino oh dudes never have a a leg workout day. We don't do a leg day. <laughs> yeah, we just we just have rice to that's, plant. That's, that's why we look horrible in skinny jeans. You know? <laughs> oh man! So so you have a family. You have a family yeah. now. How many kids you have? Like what we, is... we have two. You know, a sixteen-year-old girl and a twelve-year-old boy. So yeah, we're just living it up here in in um, in Portland. But we used to live in Hawaii. So we live. I, oh yeah, we spent uh, five years in Hawaii and decided to come back to the mainland. Then discovered that California. California was too expensive to come home to. Oh, so yeah. we picked Oregon. Oregon is, it, it, it's like an extension of Northern California. It really feels like that vibe, but definitely the Oregonians here, the locals are awesome and it's their, it's their state and uh, we've integrated into the local feel. So, and there's, nice. a, there's a few Filipinos up here. So that's nice. You know, the, the few that's in your house or more. <laughs> I think so. They're outside okay. with a food cart right now. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> selling lumpia slash corn dogs. Nice. <laughs> oh, shucks. Batter With a stick, lumpia on a stick. Batter fried lumpias. Yuck. That's gross. Um, <laughs> no. I, like, I, I think I'd like to taste that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a you know there's a, there's a there's a growing community here in, in, uh, of Filipinos and it's nice because I, and most of the Filipinos in the Pacific Northwest are obviously up in Chatel you know Chatel Chatel yeah. not here I mean here in Portland it's a small group but up in Seattle totally Filipino up there way way up there so really oh yeah you got, you don't know. No, I cause I've, I actually have never been. Oh, I've never been up there. There's yeah, you know, that's a that's on your bucket list. Um, Seattle Pacific Northwest is. A, have you ever been to Portland? No. Okay, well, uh, good. We're only three hours apart, so that's a quick road trip. Fourth of California. Oh, well, yeah. It's, I should go it's up there. It's beautiful. I mean, you take the drive up along the five, um, and it's nothing but yeah. forest. You're gonna pass by Mount Shasta. It, it's beautiful. So. And it's another Shasta. Shasta. Yeah, it's my favorite beverage. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cheapest soda you could find at Safeway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh, you, you got to come. Uh, Filipinos are up here, so you know it's it's all it's all about uh, Seattle, Vancouver, and yeah. So, so where in Hawaii did you live? Like on, on the west side in uh, uh, Kunia. Uh, you know where Kunia uh, oh. is part of Waipahu. Yes, yes, yes. Over in okay, the uh, yeah. pine, over in the pineapple fields. Yes, I lived. I lived in Aiea. Oh, Aiea, neighbor, Aiea. So oh, yeah, I gotta uh, pass through Aiea to get to you. Aiea, <laughs> <laughs> the one town that ha is all vowels. I love that. Aiea. <laughs> That's true. Aiea, yeah, right across from Pearl Ridge, the mall. So <laughs> right there. That's, I miss Pearl Ridge. Oh, I Waikale, the outlets. Uh, I just yeah. miss. We just miss living in Hawaii. You know. Yeah. And the people are so, I mean, it, there, there's definitely Aloha spirit. Like I, people ask me, like, what is that? I'm like, you just have to go and experience it because yeah, it's not yeah. here. It's, it's not here as, in the mainland. It's just, well, <laughs> it's, for us, we, we're familiar with Aloha because we have Mabuhai spirit, right? So it's, right. It's well, almost, that's true. It's almost the same thing. But uh, That's true. That is true. But, uh, yeah, it's almost the same. So that's why, you know, Filipinos, when we moved there, when you moved there, it was probably not a very different kind of transition, right? No, not at all. Well, the only thing that was that was difficult was that I looked local but didn't understand pigeon at the time. Oh, and how did your pigeon uh, and progress? People, oh, my pigeon's still horrible, but I could, you know, I mean, there were little things like, you know, just some some of the, um, 
some of the little inflections in your voice, you know. Really? But but people always knew like, oh, yeah, stop, give up the give up the pigeon, dude. Like that's not gonna work. <laughs> it sounds really bad. <laughs> Where do you go stay, brada? <laughs> yeah, no, because I had to do a commercial for back then. There was a club called Rumors, and it was inside Alona Hotel. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, so here here's a sample. It was like, oh, you like go rumors like that. Okay, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> so they're like, so the client complained and was like, I can't have her on because she doesn't sound local. Like she's horrible. Uh, uh, go from the mainland. Yeah, it was like, oh, oh, bro, you like go to rumors. <laughs> like, you that sucks, dude. Like oh, you need to take her off, take her off oh, right out from that. That was bad. <laughs> So yeah, and then I used I used to work at a surf shop out there, and uh, this um, big Samoan dude comes in and was like, "Hey, you um, asking me about these top of print shorts that are on the rack?" And I didn't understand what he said, so yeah. I was like, um, "Can you uh, can you what's, can you repeat that?" And he goes, "Oh, the kind you know, you get these top of print shorts, whatever." And I was like, uh, "You're done. You're screwed." Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "What?" And he was like. What are you? Are you from? He's like, what? You're from the mainland, and I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, like in dis, like disappointed. Yeah. yeah, and then he was like, slowed it down. Do you have the kind <laughs> top of print? And I was like, oh. but then he, but he felt bad for me, so he would call every like every couple of days if I was to see if I was working, so he could teach me more pigeon. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You see the locals? They they just love to help. Uh, they you know, do mainlanders out that way. They do. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's I. You know, I, I I've been going to Hawaii back and forth since '94, and uh, I decided to make the permanent move there in 2004. So there was something about Hawaii that uh, that needed me there for a little bit. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of work in Manila, and, and um, you know, bringing stand up to the Philippines, and so it was nice to be literally in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. So I, I moved out of San Francisco to Hawaii so at least I could gig all throughout Asia and throughout the mainland. And that's what I want. You know, I wanted to bring that up, too, because you really helped pave the way for many of the Filipino comedians that are out today, mm-hmm. you know, that are doing their thing. You know, like, you know, we hear of Joe Coy, we hear, you know, Joey Gila. And you, you were uh, you were in the scene way before they they were. Way and, before, um, way before <laughs> I they started, were. I started eighty nine. That's when I started doing stand up. Eighty nine, and I did, yeah. and I did do, I did do mainstream material. You know, yeah. They, I did all Filipino stuff from the beginning. Yeah, I remember that. That was, yeah, was my mission statement. If I'm going to do this, it's going to be all Phil Am stuff, flip stuff. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about the flip experience. <laughs> You know, the quirks. I don't care if I have a small audience. I'm just doing it the way I like. And, you know, the first five years, I was really ramping it up and building an audience. And, and it was right. different colleges, different community events. You know, I emceed for free at, at outdoor events. But as long as I got to do my jokes and and, and then, you know, uh, and then uh, the first uh, comedy uh, album happened for me. Remember Classified Records? Yes, of course. Yes, I was their only stand-up comedy oh, act. Oh, so you were on Classified. I was on Classified. Yes, I, I, I. That's where I released Badly Brown, my very first album. 
oh my gosh, how did I not know this? That's this part is of crazy. the history. Like, yeah, but yeah, my the, mind is blown right now. That is the Bay Area <laughs> comedy, Phil, Phil Am comedy history. Yes, uh, Classified wow. Records released my my first three comedy CDs. You know, it was Badly Brown, Husky Boy, and then Bastos. <laughs> which are all available on iTunes. Um, there you yeah. go, yes, yeah. yes. But these are all the classics, so everyone who's doing comedy now, Filipino comedy now, I'm going to bust you. I know you're stealing from my my CDs. I know it. I know everything. Uh, you know, really, I, I, I think I covered everything, so it's all there. I actually have four CDs on iTunes, so they're all there. Everything's archived, but yeah. I was the only guy doing it for a long time. I mean, there was a handful oh, of yeah. other guys, but they didn't they didn't go full into it, you know, like s- jump out of the plane with no parachute kind of situation like right, I did. Right, yeah. You yeah. know, like, like, like Kennedy Cabasaurus, uh, Al Manalo, and then before those two guys, my good friend Ron Mariera, who was a total pioneer in, in, in comedy. Uh, uh, in the Bay Area, and this guy would rock the stage with, with uh, those darn accordions, the SF Mind Troupe, and also Robin Williams on occasion. They would all improvise together. Wow. Yeah, but Ron is like a big brother to me in in, in the comedy scene. He's 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 still part of uh, you know the scene right now, uh, now in the nonprofit arts scene in in San Jose. So you know he's he's still a big part, and people don't know. You know, it's like. You always have to mention your senseis, right? Yeah. Your lineage. So right. Ron is part of my lineage for San Francisco, but wow. um, but but my my other my other senseis I would say uh, comes from Hawaii, and that's Andy Bumatai. Oh yes, Andy. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, Andy. I I would get um, bootleg copies. Of of tapes uh, of his albums, you know, from friends who would uh, visit, go back and forth to Hawaii, and, and they'd make me copies. And he was the first guy I studied and doing stand up. Yeah, because you know he's half Filipino, right? And um, but you know he grew up local boy, so you know everyone knows Andy, and he was the guy who kind of set the standard for um, mainland style stand up to to embed itself in Hawaii. And uh, so you got all these other guys like Augie. Oh yeah, Augie and I worked together. Yeah, Augie yeah. and I actually worked so together. Augie, at, at Augie T is also and Lanai. Then yeah, Augie's a protege of Andy and um, and, and Lanai also and uh, and Paulo Gata. You know, so yeah, yeah. These guys I always looked up to. You know, and there was also Uncle Frank De Lima, of course. De Lima, yes. Yeah. These are the early days of me, um, you know, and, and the guys uh, who were kind of like imprinting themselves, their humor into my head. So that's why I I write this way. So let me let me ask you this. So, I mean, you have this passion, and you're great at it. But were you ever scared that you wouldn't make it? Of course. Yeah, that's something that happens with you up to this day. It's like how long? How long is this going to last? You know, I mean, right now with the pandemic, of course, nobody is touring. You know, we're not right. hitting the clubs, so it's at a standstill right now. So, why endanger your fan base? You know, unless you're like a selfish prick. <laughs> it's like, come on, I need, I need fame, I need attention. Shut up, dude. Just the way you said the that, the world so, but it's is real talk. Exactly, though. it's like the world is coming to an end, and you want, you want, you want to sell two drinks? Seriously. <laughs> 
like, dude, no, stand down, stand down, stand do down. other things, you know, write, <laughs> do something like, like, like this podcast. This is like, yeah, you know what? I, I this is what I've always wanted to do for a while. Uh, this is just an extension of my stand up of, of That's me, great. of me just kind of like making that, keeping that connection out there mm-hmm. you know and that's very important because you know the jokes are jokes jokes will happen if that's part of your personality the jokes will flow but right. um, you know you got to keep the art form going and uh that, and hopefully that gives uh you know gives direction maybe a little inspiration to the to the young bucks out there you know who who really want to you know pursue this thing it's it's not an easy craft it's not it takes work um and uh, a lot of studying and a lot of doing so it's not something that can be taught you so just, would you say that would you say that you have a pretty thick skin, or was it is it something that you developed, or you just had it like I don't care, you can talk about me however you, <laughs> however you want, I'm gonna just do my thing, I don't care. But you know, some people they internalize that sometimes, and it affects them. Um, like as I said, like you know, you're you're a human, you have feelings, but yeah. this is but when I look at you know whether you're a singer or you're an actor or you know you're a comedian, like it comes from you like it's your soul out there that you're putting out for people to either love or criticize so how 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 has that how have you dealt with that through the years um well yeah like the thick skin you gotta yeah yeah you you build calluses you know you do but and also you learn how to avoid the you know the unsavory people out there you know, <laughs> you know the a-holes yeah. that are there you go. out to get you you know to borrow from guardians of the galaxy but yeah. there's a lot of a-holes out out there and you know yeah. it's 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 you just have to develop that the ability to avoid them mm-hmm. avoid them because they bring toxicity into right. your life and it spreads in whatever you're doing and, and all your interpersonal relationships. Forget it. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I know. We all know how bad comedy the, as an industry can be. It's it's not a very healthy community. But when it's good, it's good. So I mean, right. there really is a silver lining. But it is not easy, you know, because comics, when they don't take care of themselves, they, you know, you hear the stories, you know. Right. That's so true. We've lost a lot of great ones because, you know, they weren't taking care of themselves or people were asking too much of them. They didn't know how to take care of themselves because they got into this industry, you know, too fast mm. uh, and with the wrong people around them. And um, and they, they brought in their own habits. You know, it's all about longevity. It really is. It really that's is right. all about longevity. Um, that's why I admire, you know, comics like Dave Chappelle, a little younger than me, but. he's probably been on this earth many times (laughs) you know it's like how does a kid write like that he has you know his he's got these microscopes on this country and and the way you know this country and its people treat itself and wow where where does he get that you know so yeah it's 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 comics like that that are going to be here for a while and hopefully they he is going to be here for a while you know because we need we need that kind of uh that kind of perspective i i need that as an american i need that yeah i mean i think perspective is like you were talking about earlier it's like perspective is is everything and that you do give that different side to be able to find like you know with every with every struggle or difficult situation you got to learn how to laugh with it or you're you know it's just the world is doomed if you can't do that yeah 
it is. It is because right now, I mean, it's a pandemic. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, the country is not doing good this week, and I don't know how next week is going to fare. But uh, be prepared to just uh, get through it and laugh when you can because it's a, it's a survival tactic right now. It know? really is. It really is. I I try to laugh. Um, as often as possible because as a cancer survivor it's like i i i use comedy really to help heal mm -hmm. myself because exactly. it really it really it gives you a, a physical your body goes through a physical change positively when you're just laughing yeah so you yeah. gotta do it you know exactly and a lot of weed just kidding <laughs> Very little weed, very little, but lots of laughs, I, I, lots, of, lots laughs. of laughs. You have I'm, to laugh. I'm, yeah, for sure. And I'm and I'm glad that you have your material on iTunes because you could just download it and yeah. you know take it wherever you want to go. Exactly, or just like uh, hang out on 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 this podcast where they get to hear you and I just talk about the importance <laughs> the importance of laughter every day, people. It's like you know what. That's how you, that's how you keep your body and the cells, like you know, um, clean, cleansed. You know, you gotta laugh really? it out. You have to seriously laugh it out. Yeah. Um, but you know, m yeah, like my mom is a cancer survivor herself, and you know, oh. she, yeah, she couldn't, she, she wouldn't let the cancer beat her because that woman is like her. You think I'm funny? That woman is sinister funny. You know, <laughs> like, Do you think that's where you got it from? I, I yes, her exactly. Her side of the family, especially her. Yeah, they're they're you know well they're, they're tough nuts to break. They're from Batanga, so you know their sense of humor. Oh, their yes. sense of humor is like what you know. Seriously, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> We're gonna come right back to this amazing interview that I'm in the middle with with Fresca here. So um, uh, and during this break, I just wanna uh, remind folks that this podcast is made possible by a grant from the fine folks over at InstaRem. They're an amazing money remittance company that has been an instrumental part in getting this podcast off the ground. So if you if you do business with them, you're also helping out this podcast, The Flip Chronicles. Uh, so go ahead and uh, hit the link that I have in my podcast description, and they will be giving you a nice little $15 uh, little bonus uh, for your first uh, transfer. So for all your loved ones, relatives, whoever you want to send money to, to the Philippines, this is the company to go with, Instarem. So click that link, and uh, I want to thank you in advance for your support. And also, folks, if you want to uh, buy and download my four comedy uh, CDs, the live CDs, I've got uh, Badly Brown. Husky Boy, Bastos, and live at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. You can go to iTunes and other places. Support this podcast. It sucks that we can't go on the road anymore, so this is probably the only way us comics can make a little money. Uh, but I appreciate all your help, and uh, here we go. We're coming back to the interview with Fresca. But did you did you grow up t speaking Tagalog? Because yeah. when we were texting each other, you I were know. like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need to go to Google Translate and make sure my spelling is good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Yeah, I know Tagalog was a big part of my household. And even though they didn't teach me Tagalog, I had to learn it by hearing it. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, when I first came to the country, I was speaking Tagalog. That was my oh, only language. Oh, that's right, because you are born in the Philippines. Exactly. You know, and then I got deported to America. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not my choice. 
<laughs> not my choice, but yeah, I'm making it work out. It's it's working out. Nice. Uh, but um, yeah, when I first came, you know, my first city was Chicago, and that's where my sister was already born. She was a baby when I met my sister, so we're oh. like two. We were like two firstborns, like just meeting each other. You know, I was just I'm just a tad older, a year and some months older than my Who, sister. Who Joy? Yeah. My oh. sister, yeah, she was born in Chicago, and that's where I reunited with my family. Wow! You know, because my parents went ahead to um, kind of make a life and get their career going, whatever, and then uh, joy happened, and uh, we all met up in Chicago. And um, yeah, could you imagine meeting your sibling for the first time, and you only speak Tagalog? Wow! And you were how old? Uh, I was like uh, maybe three or so. Oh wow! Three or three and a half. So yeah, I I never met my my sister as a baby. I met her as a toddler kind of thing. So she was talking English, whatever. And um yeah, I had to learn English by watching TV quick. You had to watch Sesame Street, Electric Company, and you had to learn English. Yeah. Well, I I I so I was born here, but then I learned how to speak Tagalog. Yeah. Um because my grandparents lived with us. Oh yeah. And so that's how it was. That's yeah. the that's a requirement in Daly City. <laughs> that is very true. And then I, w- I was like a, I was like a little, um, like a little, I don't know how you, how you even say it. Like they made, they, you have to perform for oh. the family, you know, like you have to, for yeah, when, you yeah. know, like you, 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 oh, she can play piano, play piano for them. Today you know? they call that exploitation. But, the, but back, <laughs> yeah, they exploited back me. in the day, they just, she's very talented. She's got a talent. E- oh, you want yeah. to see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally and it was like god yeah my sister learned Come piano on. too so that poor joy she had to play piano for visitors strangers <laughs> you know joy will play joy you will play the piano or i'll get the belt you know oh my gosh <laughs> yeah i would they would just turn their face so that they couldn't be seen by friends and they would like you know speak to me with their with their teeth closed <laughs> like magpiano ka magpiano ka magpiano ka Okay. You have to bring joy to this room right now. <laughs> what the hell was that? Man? Well, would I'm, they tell? Would they tell their friends? Oh yeah, see Rex, nag 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 the comedy. She no, can I, make you laugh. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't do that till I was like nineteen. So I'm glad I didn't learn stand up. I didn't. <laughs> that would have been horrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I have a joke. I have a joke. What do you call an uh, ugly cow? What do you call an ugly cow? Okay, next joke. <laughs> Yeah, I would just horrible. I would just do those jokes. I love that. I love it though. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh my god, <laughs> bad, bad <laughs> Filipino joke puns uh, being told by a seven-year-old kid. <laughs> well, at our parties now, now my my even sometimes my cousins will be like, "Do your radio voice, do your radio voice," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> do that." <laughs> Do your radio voice. Oh man! <laughs> Don't you hate that? They put you on the spot now because yeah, because you know, you're you're kind of a celeb because of what you do. Oh yeah, I me I'm at parties. I clam up. It's like oh the comedian he's here. Sample, sample, sample. <laughs> yes, the really? comedian is the here. The comedian, sample, Rex Navarrete, sample. No, I just I just want to reach for the pinak bet over there. Yeah, mine is just kind of like I just you know drop my voice a little bit and then it's like okay it's a radio voice but <laughs> but I could never I can never I can't even I can't even fathom just like being on stage. There have been times where I've tried to say something funny or to like to me like if I'm hosting something and I think it's funny like no one's laughing I'm like oh my god this sucks. 
you know that's an inside that's, joke it's an inside that, joke or you know yeah it's hard like oh never mind that's uh it not is not funny. for it's okay. hard it is difficult it's hard you know like i can't do it on the spot you know unless unless you know or you think i do something else you don't know you maybe you just met me and you don't know my background then it's a little more natural you know yeah but yeah i i just hate being on the spot i, I you know it's that's the that's the love and hate part of 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 being a stand-up comic they know what you do and they expect you to be that way the whole time like nah we can't, we can't yeah they like they like like that's like they know that's you but that's not the entire person like that's it's it's uh, like for me it's like it's i'm i'm fresca the the radio dj but my name is francis you know mm -hmm. like so it's it's like that's that's part of who i am but the but the person that you hear on the radio doesn't you, you don't want to hear all of her problems you just want to hear your song exactly. you know what i mean so yeah, it's, it's and, uh and and you're and you're you named yourself after a nice citrusy carbonated beverage so yeah <laughs> yeah i spell mine with the k because i have to be <laughs> different oh she's like kayumangi with the k <laughs> with the k with the k tribal tribal <laughs> oh, remember Balitang K? Balitang That's right. K. Oh, exactly. Balitang K. <laughs> Balitang K. Magandang kababayan. Oh my God, they show you body parts on Balitang K. It's like, seriously. I know. Do we need like... to hear this? See the tragedy? Can, can you blur out the victims? Yes, yes. I don't need to see an arm hanging just, you know, out by... of a car, a mangled car. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. They no, were no, totally accident. Science, bullet. Ngayon sa balitang K. Balitang K, K, K. Yeah, with the with the karaoke with echo. Way too much reverb echo. That's you know, <laughs> Philippine news has not changed in decades. Oh, it's still the same. Every shoot. time I go back to Manila, it's the same. They they found new amps, so it's like triple the reverb now. No way, really? Oh God, when you're stuck in a taxi cab and that's all they're listening to is that style of DJ. Yeah, it's. it's I haven't been back to the Philippines since I was ten. What? Yeah, oh. since I was ten, and I was planning to go this summer, oh, no. and then COVID hit, and I was oh. just like, no, this was the year that we were supposed to go oh. and go see Palawan and go oh. there. And, yeah, I've never. Oh. It's been so long. Okay, well, so when long. when when the lockdown over there happens, which it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah. Talk to me. I'll set up your whole trip. I'll I'll, I'll make sure that you get to the right oh spots. Oh my god! There. Do we we should meet up? Like my family and your family should I just know. go and meet I up, know. dude. That's like a dream for me to bring my family to the Philippines and then, and show them as many islands as as I've seen. Because you know what? I want. I've always wanted. I, the Philippines is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. I hope everyone in the world gets to see the Philippines, but don't 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 take too much of it where there's nothing left for us. You know. Oh, that's true. That's true. Like us Filipino Americans, like second, third generation, that's our country, you know? That we need yeah. to go back, you know, it's like our pilgrimage. We need to go back and see why it's so great. And you know, each part of the Philippines is like a different country altogether. So that's I'm I'm always surprised when I visit a new province, you know. Wow. Yeah, I can't wait to go. We'll take the Rex we'll take the Rex tour, please. Thank you. Yes, yes. And I'll 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 give you a list of where not to go. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I would probably need that list <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but then the the where to go is also as dangerous. So, 
Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's hair. If you want to really experience the Philippines, you got to take risks, you know? <laughs> you got to you got to like get into that that boat that might sink. <laughs> <laughs> to go so to go see that island that only like 12, 12 foreigners have ever seen ever you know you got you got to take those chances you know yeah yeah but but when you go do you speak tagalog yeah yeah oh okay well okay. over there i mean tagalog is the national language well it's called filipino but it is actually tagalog right but um so everyone knows Filipino, but they everyone still hardcore speaks their own dialect. So, if you want to be yeah. if you want to be cool, you learn their dialect too. You know, learn throw some of their words in there too. But, wow. but otherwise, English is is the is the language everyone connects with. So, right, yeah. right. But I'm gonna go and practice my Tagalog when I go. Heck yeah, just go to Babel. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just, no, I know. I got. I, I really have to. Um, because my mom, my mother, you know, she's now in a nursing home. So, mm -hmm. uh, my father passed in 05. So I don't really have, you know, uh, cousins that live nearby where I see them often mm -hmm. enough to practice my Tagalog, you know? And yeah. so, my, and my other friends that, you know, of our generation, they don't speak it. Yeah. So, yeah, so you know what, that's then, then good for you. You're going to go there on your own terms. You get the, you don't have the pressure of a bunch of relatives waiting for you at the airport to hijack your your whole Philippine <laughs> trip experience. Go see the Philippines as as an outsider slash insider. You know, practice the babol. Yeah, or you know, because I hate when you I have I love my relatives to death, but they have never seen the Philippines. They're stuck uh, in their hometown. They oh. will stay there. They will stay there forever. And I'll tell them <sighs> stories about the Visayas. You know, Mindanao, you know, uh, uh, way up North Kalinga territory, up, you know, beyond uh, Ilocano region. It's like, wow. They, they think I'm talking about a foreign country, you know. So, yeah, you have to just kind of stay away from uh, relatives who aren't as venturous as you are. You, you're, you're halfway done when you fly over there. And, <laughs> you know, just don't get stuck in their living room with uh, no air conditioning, just one broken fan. Oh my God! When I went there, when I went there, yeah, there was no AC. There was just the fan. Yeah. And I actually had gone to um, Bicol. Ooh, I was hey. up, I was up, I was up there, and uh, yeah, to get there, we had to go through like jungles. And Is stuff your family from Bicol? Yeah, my dad. My dad was born there. Uh, what? Bulan, Bulan, so No Salvador. way. My my yeah. grand, my Lolo is from Bicol, so I'm I'm a quarter, oh, quarter Bicolano. Yeah. That's, what? That's why, that's why we like it uh, spicy. We like the sile le buio. Oh my everything. gosh! Yeah, my dad would be eating sile like, oh just like biting it like it was an apple. I'm yeah, like, like what? yeah, it's like popping <laughs> peanuts in your mouth. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You never, yeah. you never want to get spit in the face by a guy from Bicol because that's the Bicolano mace, <laughs> right? Pepper spray right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to tell my sister that. Oh, shoot. Because my dad, I, I love my dad. May he rest in peace. But his breath, dude, really? it was spicy. It was hot. <laughs> yes. It really was. Oh Filipino maize. That's hella funny. Don't, maize. I, if you don't stand by, I'll lick your face. I will lick, <laughs> I will lick your face. I'm from Bicol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I remember that one Bicol joke. I got to give this one to you since you're now you're Bicolana. But uh, remember this one Bicol joke? It's like, yeah. Uh, uh, 
What's it going to be? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. There was this guy, uh, this one Filipino guy walking uh, in a dark, uh, kind of shady part of town. And this other dude jumps out of the shadows and pulls out a knife and, uh, and uh, you know, pulls out a knife. Hey, man, give me all your money. Give me all your money. And then the Filipino guy, huh? He takes out a gun. Filipino guy takes out a gun. Huh? <laughs> And then, and then the the guy with the knife says, "Be cool, be cool, man, be cool. Oh, be cool. Oh, be cool, be cool, ano? Ah, pagbabaya." So, just like, oh, dude, you're safe, oh, bro. You're all good. Oh, you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only be cool joke. Oh, right be cool, bro. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Okay, I'll be cool. My God, I don't. Oh shoot. <laughs> oh my God. But yes, you have to go. I mean. Are you, I mean, uh, your kids are excited, right? About I'm still the, laughing at the at the maze. <laughs> huh? I, have, I have a lot of blawai. I can go long distance. Oh, shoot. I can spit at your neighbors. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so your kids have never, you've never been back, and your kids have never been to the Philippines. No, no. And when I had, when I had gone, I was just... Um, Ten. We, I stayed for a month. Oh. And, um, but... Uh, that was really. I mean, we had. I had some relatives in Green Hills. Okay. They don't. Live, they don't live hit there. I don't think they're there anymore. Oh my God, me too. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Weird. And Fairview, North yeah. Fairview. Okay. Um, and then Tondo. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then up all the way over in um Bulan, mm-hmm. Bicol. Bicol. So, yeah, and then and that was it. That was it. It was mainly just staying. But I stayed in Manila most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, for for a lot of first timers who go back, you know, that's that's the best place to be. And you went during Marcos era, right? Yeah, I did go during the Marcos era. Yeah, that I was, totally that was a weird time. It was like you know when you go as a kid, it's like, oh, why is everyone? Why is the you know a lot of armed guards everywhere? <laughs> What's going on here? But you know, when as a kid, I didn't even notice that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was a different time. It was just how the the locals were kind of had to live. You know, they kind of had to live uh, very practical precariously you know yeah yeah like, for sure but then when people power uh, revolution happened and eh, that, that changed everything and eh, i don't know if it changed anything <laughs> <laughs> well you know my one of the uh one of my best friends that lived up the street that actually knows uh not joy your sister but joy who's uh child kids that your mom used to actually take care of okay we uh her name was marnie gonzalez and she mm-hmm. lived up the street and mm-hmm. it was like oh my gosh and she was related to um the Aquinos. Okay. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And, and then all that stuff happened. It's like, oh, yeah, my God. You know what? And a lot of people don't know this. Again, here's a little bit of trivia, but back in 90, 1986, you know, mm-hmm. that people power revolution was going down. And us yeah. as Filipino-Americans, you know, how could we help, you know? Right. With, uh, with, the, with the movement that is that is unfolding before us. Apparently, um, my house right there on Shannon Drive became the headquarters for the Ninoy Aquino movement. No way, really? Yep, we had CNN in our house. We had news crews. Yep, that's all the organizers, the ex, the uh, exiled organizers. They came to our house. And our how house, did that happen? It just happened. My mom said, "You know what? Yeah, let's make this happen in our house. All of you guys, all you prominent Filipino Americans who uh, were are anti Marcos, you know, come to our house and we'll we'll organize. We'll make all the phone calls between here and Manila, see what's going on, so we can update the media over here. And this went on for weeks in my house when junior year, you know, nineteen eighty six. Wow, it was just crazy. It was crazy. Like yeah, that actually happened in my house. And my mom took full command of that. Yeah, 
she organized that whole Nino Aquino movement thing and donated our house as a headquarters. So, wow, had, yeah, Nino Aquino's sister there, like pretty much every day. You had, uh, yeah, just wow. everyone who was involved with uh, with the anti Marcos movement, they were at our house. It was wow. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, all these things I'm learning about you. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh crazy. my god! So now you know where like like my my frame of mind comes from when it comes to like politics and activism. Like I see. You know, I mean, not just from my mom, but you know, the people that were part of that, and um, and then eventually, you know, when I when I went to school to to college, and yeah, I, I got really active in the Filipino American Club there at SF State, and um, you know, started helping out. Uh, started participating in a lot of uh, you know local local issues and and yeah that's when i became a full-fledged filipino-american going to wow college, learning going into ethnic studies filipino-american studies and and i actually got my my minor in asian-american studies see that i never i went to sf state but i didn't take any of the filipino mm -hmm. uh cultural classes and i really wish that i did they were I hardcore. Really wish they were that hardcore. I did. They were not level entry <laughs> classes. You, because you know San Francisco State. You know the six, 1968 uh, third world strike. Yeah, the Filipino students were a big part of that. So yeah, they didn't they didn't kill the tradition of being hardcore. So when you took those classes in Asian American studies, yeah, you mm -hmm. had like some hardcore professors in there, like, you know, uh, Dan Begonia and Dan Gonzalez. Yes, I remember Dan Begonia. I remember the name. I just, n I never met him. Yeah, Dan Gonzalez, who's still uh, uh, faculty there in Asian American Studies. He has not retired yet, but he's still there, and there's a whole host of other new professors, uh, are, you know, who are our batch, are our year, um, uh, and they're there. They're, they're, they're keeping the tradition going. So, yeah, Phil Am studies at SF State, that, that was that was priceless to me. That was a lifeline for me. So that, you know, pretty much that, that influenced a lot of my comedy. So whenever I get the chance, I will mention, you know, my mentors, those guys, you know, and the whole department, Asian American studies, you know, like Lorraine Dong, uh gosh everyone uh you know professor chung everybody was 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 they were either um uh activists or uh educators uh in other fields but then they all came to kind of came together and and formulated the asian american studies program and which is now kind of like a model for every a lot of other asian american studies programs throughout the country in different universities so yeah we were oh i didn't know that yeah, we were wow. like, our campus was a was a pioneer in that in that whole field you know i mean i i would have been a major if they offered it but i took the minor when it was uh, when i was there and i graduated sometime in 94 i think i took my sweet time <laughs> Well, I, yeah. I I was still taking my time because I walked the stage and then they and then I actually had my Dars report looked at like three times. Oh yeah, you're fine. And then they hit me back in the summer going, oh yeah, you know what? These classes aren't going to count. Oh, I'm like, no. what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, you had too many um, resident uh, uh, non-resident uh, transfer stuff, so we can't take this. You're gonna have to take it here. And I'm like, but yeah. I I you just I. Yeah. yeah, so I was like, dang, man, I'm going to – and I, so I, I still have to go back. I have five more units. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So that was 20 years ago. Oh, my God. But look at you that. now. Look at you now. You'll never make it in radio, Fresca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents are like – yeah, they were so like, you're not doing this. Ah, 
really. But, I mean, you are to, not doing this. You for you, you you pushed as hard as I did to to do what you want to to be in the field that you wanted to be. How, yeah. You know, what 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 did it take for you to just keep pushing forward? I th- my sister helped me a lot. My sister um my sister was very uh much more academically inclined, you know. Mm-hmm. I I felt like my parents made me feel like I was the the stupid the stupid um child. Oh. And no, really. I mean, they were proud because I was great in music, but it was okay. like, sure, you're great in music, but um find something that you're going to make money in, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, they were like, you're going to be an accountant or whatever. And so I was taking classes at Skyline College, and I was, like, just trying to figure out, I'll just take general stuff because I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I was going to enlist in the Air Force. I took the tests and stuff, Mm -hmm. and um, the recruiter was calling me every day. And, you know, I was really going to sign up and go. And um, the week I was supposed to enlist, I got a job in radio. Wow. So that – changed everything and um and then a year and a half after that i moved to hawaii for my first like radio radio job Mm -hmm. job so um i mean i I did i i was paid doing wild 107 uh research uh department stuff but i wasn't a a dj i so i moved to hawaii for seven dollars an hour Mm. with just my my life in two duffel bags and Mm -hmm. took off yeah but yeah you yeah you took a you took a big leap I was so poor, dude. I was so poor. <laughs> I was so poor out there, but you know, I was still living the dream because I was away from my very, very uh, traditional Filipino parents right. who didn't let you go anywhere, do anything. Yeah. I couldn't use the phone past nine, and I was twenty-one. What? Wow. So yeah, you definitely need to go to Hawaii. <laughs> you need to <laughs> yeah. run away from home and go to Hawaii. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> Where but are I you? Did... Where are? I'm two hours behind you. <laughs> but I I know <laughs> and and uh, two thousand miles apart. Right. But um, but I my sister helped me get my parents more open to let her follow her dream and help let's help her with that yeah. because she's gonna be miserable doing accounting mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And so they did they they learned to to embrace it and just kind of like you know um, kind of roll the dice on me I guess and. Um, and yeah, it was definitely a pretty rude awakening, but very, very, uh, I don't know how to say it, just like the, the freedom of it all and self-discovery and, and, um, the learning process was just, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. But hey, if you're going to go through a big life change, why not Hawaii? Hawaii is probably <laughs> a healthy place to do that because, you know, it's, it's an embracing kind of. Uh, culture and community out there so yeah i met a lot of folks out there who are really just you know doing a total uh, what 180 in life and hawaii Hawaii got them through i i I think it did the same thing for me too you know because i was like that's a good way to say it how how can i make peace with living the way i am here in the bay area in the mainland i need to get out of my this you know physically remove yourself and and, yeah. and and then see who you are from a different vantage point. So right, like how you're saying, just like those perspectives are so crucial in life. Yeah, yeah, and you took the chance too because you know sometimes you got to teach yourself to to be brave. Yeah, you know? yep, or or it will teach you how to do it, <laughs> <laughs> whether you like it or not. <laughs> It'll give you night sweats and a lot of tremors first, but. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely oh, that. But, hey, good. Oh, wow. But Hawaii had a place in, in, in both our lives here then. Yeah. Yes. Made, made, us, made us into the creatives that we are. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say so. I'd have to say so. Yeah, but my that gosh, I mean the bear. I mean, how are you coping right now? If I might ask, with 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 the COVID crisis, I know your mom has been going through her own scenario. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. So my mother has Alzheimer's. She's 84. Yeah. She is now in a nursing home because we just, you know, she can no, no longer walk or talk or communicate. So it's really, it's really hard. And she, she did end up getting COVID. And that was probably one of the scariest, scariest times because you hear it all the time on the news. You can't be with your loved one. And this was very early on in the pandemic where sure. they were just trying kind of like new things. And yeah. they didn't, they weren't really sure how long they were going to stay in the hospital and what are they going to, how are they going to treat them? So it was, it was very kind of like, you know, blind leading the blind. Oh my gosh. And um, when she was ready to be released, because luckily she didn't have any respiratory issues, she just developed a fever and that was pretty much it. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and they were, they were like, well, where are they going to go? Where's she going to go? And the county was like, oh, we don't know yet. What do you mean you don't know yet? Like, uh, you, you mean you don't know like where my mother is going to go after here? Like, you're just going to dump her off someplace? Like, so the county was just kind of they, they they hadn't gone through it before. So you know, I mean, it was a very stressful time. Not only, and I don't, you know, our family was was um, just a part of that that whole you know let's figure this out. Yeah. And I know the county was doing the best they could with limited information that they had. But it was just, I think you know, just frustrating. Um, but I'm not as paranoid as I was about it before. Um, in terms of just, I feel like, okay, if I have my mask on, if I am socially distancing from you and where I'm washing my hands all the time, I'm carrying yeah. my hand sanitizer, like wiping down all my groceries before I brought them inside exactly. the house. Yeah. And also, um, since you're Bicolana, you have a mouthful of chili peppers, so you're good. You're oh, good. I know. Just breathe all over it. <laughs> just <laughs> splat. Just breathe all over oh, it. My, all right. It's no, good. Sanitize. No, she's got a mouthful of napalm. Run. Wow. <laughs> a mouthful of napalm. That's horrible, dude. <laughs> when you got Cilelebuyo like in a pulverized paste in your mouth, that's napalm. That's the. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. Yeah, you're... that will blind you for sure. So, wow. Your mom just basically just like got through this. She and... just skirted by. Like, Jeez. yeah. And they were, and like, was it, which county was this? San Mateo? Really, yeah. San Mateo County, and their only answer to take care of your 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 ailing mother was probably just drop her off with all the other Filipino seniors at Ceremony Mall, right? <laughs> Ceremony Mall. You'll find her you uh, sitting yeah. at a bench next to the fountain. And um, uh, last time I was there, I was like, that's not the same mall. Like, where's Montgomery Ward? Where the hell did you put it? I know. You know where's my know. Orange Julius? God damn it. I want my Orange Julius. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just so, it's, it's crazy. Do you, do you have any photos of your, of you at Ceremony Mall back in the days? I don't have, I, I don't just think I have, have anything. I just have memories, you know, because that yeah. was literally uh, a daycare center for a lot of us Filipino kids. You know, after school, yeah. after school, you just get on the twenty one A, you know, Sam Trans, yeah, and get off at ceremony and just walk around, just walk until, you know, you, until you meet up with them. Um, uh, that's where I will go find my grandparents, and then, 
when we take the bus home we take the bus back to the house you know so i, I had a best. had a multi-generational household probably like like you did so yeah that's just how you know you had a schedule you know yeah and uh you go to the mall that's where you meet your relatives your friends uh, you do your everyday things um, you learn how to shoplift and, um, you know, <laughs> you know what I, I, you know what I, I, I have to admit that I did a little, a little bit of that. <sighs> Who did? Um, and I really wish that I can go back and just take more, re- right? Take more. No, no, no. no. Oh, wrong direction. No, Sorry, Fresca. Give back the wet and wild lipstick <laughs> and stuff that I stole. Oh, no. And I think, yeah, it just, oh, oh man. I, you know what? I, I went big time and, uh, I stole star Wars action figures. I did. Did I, you from where? King. <laughs> Norman I'm not. Toys? I'm not saying, but that's what I. <laughs> I'm not saying. So I am the ultimate Star Wars uh, fanboy. If you didn't steal Star Wars action figures back in 1979, you're nobody to me. You're nobody. <laughs> you're nobody to me. <laughs> <laughs> you are hardcore. Oh, so bad. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm just I'm just getting it off my chest. Thanks, Fresca. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just announce to the world, uh, you know. That Rex, the comedian, used to shoplift at ceremony. Yes. So. <laughs> oh man, did you, ever eat, did you ever eat at Stone Soup? You know what? I've always asked my parents to bring us in there, but you know, for some reason, that just my mom would give me that face. You know what? We'll save money. Well, our money will go long a longer way, longer way if we just go to like Ferrell's or something. Or, Errols, uh, or I like, love that spot. Or like you know when they were promise, yeah, you know for your for your birthday we'll we'll go have a, a birthday party at Pizza and Pipes, right? So that was the oh I've had I didn't have any birthday parties there, but I did at Farrell's, t- I think oh, twice. God, who didn't? That was the way to be in the early eighties, right? In the late early eighties, mid eighties, you had to have a birthday party at Farrell's. You had to. I did. I did. I think I, I think it was my sixth birthday. Yeah, you had to. That was it, you know, and then goodbye, Ferrell's. No more Ferrell's, but Pizza and Pipes. Wow, that was the best pizza joint. That's before Chuck E. Cheese, you know? Yep. <laughs> oh, a, man, a I, that, was, that was the spot. Organ. That was like a full-on Wurlitzer organ. Remember that? Yeah, and it was like a – it seemed like the pipes were like 20 feet tall. Yeah, and the guy was playing it, and he was taking song requests. <laughs> oh, my God. So I would have my Aww. birthday party there. I was like 1978 or something. 79 uh, i don't know how i was like nine nine or eight years old but one of my birthday parties right before 1980 yeah pizza and pipes and um i I made sure that that organ player was playing star wars all the time oh really did you you, you give him a a tip at least hell yeah oh my god it was great yeah if you haven't lived unless you've heard John Williams' Star Wars score played on a Wurlitzer organ at a pizza joint. Oh my God! And that pizza joint, because that those, it was like you were actually in like the Millennium Falcon or something, <laughs> like to experience that, or like you were in right. space, like watching oh, it fly that was by the or best. something. That was the best. Uh, you know, I think that would be one of my first trips on a time machine. Right? If you ever get that time machine built, I, that's gonna be. You're my going first to pizza stop. and pipes. I'm going to Pizza Pipes and just kind of like watch my my eight eight year old self just lose it. Oh, that would be yeah. that would actually probably be a really great memory to go back to and like exactly. relive. Yeah, it's one of the best daily city memories ever. You know. Wow. 
That would be fun. Pipes. I would go yeah. to I would go to Ferrell's with the with so I can hear the bass drum go off and then the oh, siren yeah. and stuff yeah, that, and that gigantic tub of ice cream yeah. coming to your table. Yeah, it was called oh. the uh, I want to say it was the like volcano. The zoo is it the volcano? We would or, get the oh, zoo and you or, or the zoo. Yeah, the zoo and then there was somewhere you can get like a clown Sunday and they would make the like the hat of the clown was the. Um, you know the uh, yeah, what's the ice cone? cream cone, yeah. Ice cream cone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that that and then that that candy uh, candy spot, right? yeah, you know, the gift store it was just nothing but candy. That was, was the first awesome. time I, I I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is that? And my sister's like, oh, that's rock candy. It was on a stick. It was on a it stick. Was like, yes. It was like he, and like like you could like uh, exfoliate the bottom of your feet with that. You know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was like a pumice stone that you could eat. <laughs> oh, <gross. laughs> My God, yes, those were the days. Thank you for bringing that oh up. See, a God. lot of people are listening right now. If you didn't grow up in Daly City, Westboro, in South San Francisco, then you know none of this matters to you. We should get. We should. Oh, I wish we could give them like a flip book of like. I do. Right. I do have a picture. I will send you a picture of my party when I was um, when, I, when we were at Farrell's so that you can um, let people know nice. what it looked like. Nice. Yeah. I, w- I, uh, I wish I had. I don't know. My, I think my parents still have all, all of our work. They have to have albums. something they of you at Pizza and Pipes, man. Pizza and Pipes. Someone's got to have Pizza and Pipes. Oh, God. That was the place. <laughs> if I could just bring back Pizza and Pipes. But funny, talking about Farrell's, you know, when I uh, live in here in Portland, I discovered that Farrell's was actually an Oregon creation. Oh, I... I want to say that there was one left. Wasn't there like one left? And it just closed recently, like in the last few um, years? In Cal- Yeah, but in California, I think they, they revamped, they brought back oh. the franchise, but it was in SoCal. But the original chain started up here in Portland, Oregon. Wow, Weird, you right? were in the like the motherland of Ferrell's. Yeah, I didn't know that. No wonder there's a connection. That's why Oregon called me. <laughs> there's, one the, there's a connection. You're funny. <laughs> it's like Hawaii called me. Probably. <laughs> I, I think you know. Actually, there at Pearl Ridge Mall, I was. We were so blown away that when they opened up a Farrell's inside Pearl Ridge Mall when we were living there. Did they really? In two thousand ten? No uh, freaking no, 2008, way. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Two thousand nine. I could be wrong. Maybe it's still there. Maybe it's gone. But they opened up a Farrell's. No. In Pearl Ridge Mall. Oh, no, I gotta Pearl look that City. up. <laughs> Did they still have people in there that dress like Mary Poppins? Oh yeah, they went Did full they on. Really? Full on. Oh, Could you imagine? that's awesome. All right, all right, everybody, we're going to be celebrating one birthday happening today. <laughs> ding, 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 bong, 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 bong. That's so, yo, that is the best. I would have loved to hear like, the the person oh. in pigeon like speaking like, "Hey, today's your birthday." Oh, right on. Okay. <laughs> how old are you now? How old are you? Uh, how are you going? <laughs> 10 years old today. <laughs> okay, everybody. He's 10 years old today. We're going to sing happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pigeon ferals. Oh, oh, dude, that's the best, there. dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? They need to just do that just so that we can we can have a good yeah. time. I almost got run over outside of Farrell's, but we'll talk about that the next time. Well, let's not even get started with all the uh, the Filipino gang fights at the uh, or in front of Denny's ceremony. Oh it, my gosh, know. yes, and they just tore down the Denny's recently. Oh, God. Yeah, the Westboro Denny's didn't have as many fights, but I think yeah, the the ceremony one. <laughs> Speaking of parking lot fights, uh, St. Augustine Parish in South San Francisco. <laughs> Speaking of parking lot fights. 
<laughs> yeah, I was I was I was part of the youth group there in the mid '80s, and you know, for fun for to, for fundraisers, our our, our our Catholic youth group would have uh, have uh, uh, DJ battles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and dances, and we would hire like Hubert <laughs> and yes. his crew, and the guys from like you know uh, like uh, uh, Style Beyond Compare and Midstar um, Productions. You know, Oh God! And Spintronics, all those guys. Oh my God! We had the best church dances, you know. But it would always end with a fight in the parking lot. Why? <laughs> Why? You're on holy ground. I know. I was like, "Are you in a church parking lot?" <laughs> hey, stop fighting! You're both Catholic. <laughs> oh my God! I've never been to. I didn't. I never got to go to those. But I heard also the St. Andrews dances were actually kind of all right. And they have like oh. a St. Andrews one yeah. too. Yes, yes, but not not as brutal as St. Augustine. <laughs> Oh man, they're like, all right, let's, all right like, okay, well, let's leave here and then we'll go to the Denny's parking lot. Maybe you know what? Maybe St. Andrews. Maybe we went toe to toe with who? who maybe we went the most to fights. Toe. Maybe we had the most fights. We, you know, our Catholic kids can beat up your Catholic kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We won't forgive you. And then they we and won't the, forgive you. And then they, <laughs> and then they met up at the Denny's parking lot to continue the exactly. fight. Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna move to Lions. We're taking our business to Lions. I know, but Daly City is at South City. The whole region, that whole peninsula yeah. has changed. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's totally changed. But, oh, you, you know, know what I they mean? recently got got rid of or, or mm. like bulldozed? Maybe your mom what? or your sister may have told you, but South City Car Wash is gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they Whoa. yeah they bulldozed that, and, and they're building housing. Is that along El Camino Real? Yeah, on the corner of okay. where it becomes Chestnut, where Westboro becomes Chestnut, and there's a, <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I think I bought my Subaru there at Ron Price Subaru. Oh, shoot! Is it, is it still there? No, yeah. that's the best no, gone. I... It, became a, it became a pet food store, <laughs> a pet like store, a pet, smart a pet store, and then, oh, yeah, and God. then they, they got rid of that. That's I think that's going to be housing, too. Oh my God! Yeah, I was so happy. You know what? Before I before I move to Hawaii, I'm gonna buy a brand new, you know, Subaru WRX from Ron Price Subaru in you South San Francisco. You said Ron Price, dang! Hell yeah, you know he's right up there with my buddy in the diamond business, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love I loved those commercials. Those were so good. Heck yeah. Those were so right. fun, man. That and like <laughs> Matthews, you know, like buy a radio, get a bike. <laughs> Buy a home stereo, oh, get a bike. Oh my God. And that's what you're doing now. You're <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you're the one on the radio doing that all that That is so now. true. I'm like, you better hurry now on oldnavy.com, you know. <laughs> you yeah. are totally doing some you're, – you're, I'm going to have to book you to just, like, do phony ads for, for my, my – Hey, let me know. I'll, my I'll, I'll do it. Or something. Let me know, man. <laughs> Send me all the lines. I'll get it done. <laughs> But you're doing good. I mean, you really with the Coit thing, KYT. How could how how could people listen to you? Please give us all that info. So I'm on Monday through Friday from a two to seven p.m. on ninety six point five KOIT. That's there San Francisco. There you have it. That yes. is a San Francisco like that is a that's an old school San Francisco station. Yeah. Like we all grew up with that, and now you, we are growing up with you. Our kids are. Listening to you, on, I'm I'm making my kids listen to Coit. Hell yeah, up here in Portland. And my daughter is listening to you. It's a it's a fair trade. It's a fair, <laughs> it's trade. A fair trade. It's a fair trade. I like it. You know? I like it. <laughs> but this is a, this is an amazing talk with you, Fresca. Thank you. Know, you. Seriously, I, I just hope people people got a little bit of a glimpse of how it was for you know two Filipino kids. 
uh, growing up there in the peninsula right there, Daly City in South yeah. San Francisco and, and what life was like for us and, you know, and getting out of the life we knew and kind of like pursuing, you know, what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah, that's but, our calling, I guess, right? It is. We answered the call. And, um, yeah, that's just how it is. But, my God, congrats to everything that's Thank come Thank you. Rolling. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. I'm so excited that we got to talk. I was really looking forward to it. And uh, thanks oh, for yeah. making it's me like, laugh. I'm gonna... I know. This is, I've needed this because I need to know what it takes to interview an interviewer. You know, because you've been doing <laughs> You've been doing that for years now, and you know I'm I'm just I'm again I'm picking up a new skill here. So hopefully this oh. podcast, this podcast is going to take off, and uh, you know I, yeah I, I'd be happy I'd be happy to get at least a hundred listeners. But you know what you're this is this is cool. We get to we get to talk story. We get to uh, share the tales of uh, of Daily City past. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. you're 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 a one great source to go Aww, to. You know? Thank you. But, uh, and also on social media, how can mm-hmm. people reach out? Uh, find oh, you? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's at so this is Instagram and Facebook. It is at Fresca on the air, and it's Fresca with a K, like um, Balitan K. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. We got it. Yeah, awesome. you got that? I got it. <laughs> I got it. What well, all the best to you and everything Thank you. you're going to be doing in the near future and take care of yourself during this. I know, you know, big hug to your mom Thank for you. beating COVID's butt. Oh, man. And, Thank you so much. Uh, Hugs to your family, too. Oh, yeah. Stay healthy, girl. Thank okay? you. You, too. Now, wasn't that a fun, fun interview? Seriously, that was really cool. It's like we're like old buddies. We've like never met before, but it sounds like uh, we haven't seen each other in years. And we just really connected on uh, on talking uh, about South City, South San Francisco, Daily City, just what it was like to be uh, two Filipino kids chasing our dreams and uh, working hard at it and uh, still kind of, uh, you know, just holding that uh, old town feel. But uh, again, I want to I want to thank Fresca for uh, jumping on board for this uh, episode of the Flip Chronicles. It was really really fun, and it was a really cool question. So, and for the comedy fans out there, have been fans of mine. Yeah, there you go. Some new stuff you've never known about me. Uh, again, uh, don't forget to uh, support this podcast by uh, clicking the link in my podcast description. Go to Instagram if you want to send money over to the Philippines through your loved ones, uh, what have you. Uh, they will give you a nice fifteen dollar uh, 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 credit or some kind of a discount. Uh, but you have to click from my link. Okay, that's the only way you're gonna get it. And don't forget to um, also uh, follow me on Facebook. I'm at Rex Navarrete Comedy. Instagram, I'm at at Rex Nava. So uh, anyway, just go to my website, uh, rexnavarrete.com. You know how to do it, people. Come on, you have fingers. But then again, um, I'll be talking to you guys next week. Please take care of yourselves. Wear a mask. Keep your distance, but keep each other as close as you can. Uh, This is crazy, but uh, uh, we're going to have fun. Um, I can't wait to share the next episode with you. This is Rex Navarrete signing out for this episode of The Flip Chronicles.